This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 67 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Andy. I'm Pat. And I'm Eddie. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries, right here on Paranormal Dads. Welcome back, everybody. We have an amazing episode lined up for you. Amazing. We got the trio of paranormal dads, and hopefully you're excited. You know, thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening. Hope you're settled down, staying warm, and are ready for uh, some, some spooky content. Paranormal round the clock. Doesn't matter. It could be the morning with your coffee. It's, ooh, it's spooky coffee. <laughs> it could be lunchtime. You're sitting outside looking at the thing. Oh! Is that a lunchtime werewolf? I don't know. For breakfast, you're having your boo berries, Ooh. and then in the evening, you're settling down in front of the fire, maybe Josh Gates on the television, listening to some paranormal dads. Yeah, it's funny. In movies, the paranormal activity is always at night. Right? Always at night. It's always yeah. at night. But the reality is a lot of people that I talk with, they have weird happenings during the day, any hour of the day. Oh, sure. I mean, broad daylight. Yeah, Bigfoot sightings, dogman sightings, many of those happen during the day, right? Like, like sometimes early morning, like yeah. that pre-dawn, but it's not in the dead of night. It's certainly like the sun's starting to come up and people have that kind of thing happen. Bigfoot's yeah. a morning person. Bigfoot's totally a morning person. <laughs> you know, he's just like stretching. Mm, but he's like early morning. He's like yeah. 4, 15 in the morning guy. The people driving to work, he... Steps across the highway in two steps and boom, boom. Does the Bigfoot two step? Like, I might be totally exhausted. My coffee hasn't kicked in yet, but I saw me a Bigfoot. He has a Starbucks latte in him in the system already. <laughs> He's ready to go about his day of hide and seek. Oh man, the caffeinated Sasquatch, the calf squatch, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, without further ado, maybe we should uh, jump right in. Uh, recent sightings. Who's on this one today, guys? Uh, this one is mine. All right, Ooh. here we go. So let's look at some recent sightings. So this one is kind of an interesting one. This is a bit of a ghost story. Oh, love a ghost story. We haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah. It's so all cryptids and stuff. Yeah, we've been kind of cryptid in. We've been doing a lot of UFO talk. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. This is definitely a ghost story, I think. But if you, uh, and it's fairly recent. Uh, this took place last summer around uh, July, end of July 2021. But there is a, a headline from KMPH News, and I think this is probably out of Sacramento or uh, some uh, California market out uh, near Yosemite. Sheriff investigates ghost-like sighting in Madera County Mountains. Mm. So just right off the bat, that kind of jumped out at me. The sheriff is investigating a ghost sighting in the mountains. Nice. This so, is a movie waiting to happen. So it, mountain ghosts. Mountain ghosts. <laughs> see it now. Up in the horizon. <laughs> Is that a Bigfoot? No. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. 
Anyway, so it all started innocently enough. There was a family of four, or maybe it was five. Two parents and their their young children went out four wheeling in like one of those you know sport buggy things. Oh you know? sure. So they're they're cruising around the mountains, the Madera County Mountains. This is in uh, Coarse Gold, California. So this is right near Yosemite. Oh, it's wow. It's like right next door to Yosemite. They're cruising around. They stopped uh, for lunch one afternoon. And uh, their three-year-old, by the name of Caden, began talking to somebody. Mm. He was sitting in, in, the, in the car and talking to somebody. And, and then later he came to his parents um, and he started pointing out into this meadow. Oh, boy. Where they were parked having their picnic lunch. Mm. And so Caden's telling his parents there's a woman lying out there face down with her legs straight up in the air. So, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to picture that. And, I mean, she's got to be have her face in the dirt with her legs up in the air, right? Ouch. And, um, and he says um, she's dead and she needs our help. My God. So... Oh, well, man, if I had a nickel for every three-year-old yeah, yeah. named Caden uh, who can see dead people in the meadow. The dad's like, Caden, can we have one breakfast where you don't <laughs> talk about the girl, the woman who's dead? Who needs I, help? Right in that wheelhouse, though, three- and four-year-old kids. We always talk about this. Three- and four-year-olds are really close to the spirit world. They're yeah. incredibly psychic, and they're finally old enough to verbalize what it is that they're seeing and feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the veil's not completely lifted yet. Right. So... Uh, he he's going on and on about uh, you know he he t- his mom said he flat out told us mom she's dead she needs her help and that's that, his mom just got the goosebumps she's like oh my gosh what's what's going on here mm. so she and her husband went went out into the fields oh and the meadow and started looking around didn't find anything sure but it was disturbing enough to the family they they called it a day they they said that's it we're, we're just gonna we're going home we don't we don't want to hang around here. Caden's acting kind of weird. Let's just go home. And like the unhealthy family they were, they all blamed Caden. <laughs> <laughs> we would have had a good time if it was Caden. So, oh, I mean, yeah. actually his parents were very supportive. Oh, of, no, I know. Of, of I know. The young man. I know. So, I can. so, so, so what, what happened is mom went home and posted the story on Facebook. Oh, no. You know, kind of tell her friends about what they experienced out there and, and what the boy was saying. And she she asked, you know, does anybody know anything about, about this region, about somebody dying up there or somebody missing up there? The very next day, she gets a call from the sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. And, and the lead investigator for a missing persons case, uh, somebody who was missing in Yosemite, mm. he, he said, I, I'd like to talk to you and talk to you about what what the boy was telling you and where you guys were. And so next day they 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 went back up there with with the sheriff's department, and the thing is, Caden described this person as in blue jeans, a black T-shirt, and blue hair. Well, you're thinking, you know, you know, blue hair, Smurfs. <laughs> is this kid? <laughs> they don't live in the I mean, mountains. This, this sounds like Sesame Street, right? You know, so you're right. thinking maybe this maybe this kid's making this up. Well, came to find out there actually was a missing person, uh, and she was described. Her name was Sandra Hughes, and she had gone missing in that area in June mm. the prior year, 2020. And her description was uh, black T-shirt, blue jeans, and blue hair. 
And they even have pictures of her. She had dyed her hair blue. Yeah. So right there, I mean, yeah, that's it's, kind of alarming. That's very alarming. Your so, kid has no knowledge. Yeah, this kid is yeah. going in there cold as anything, and he's like, I see this person. He sees this person. He, he knows she's in trouble, and he can de- describe her to a T. And uh, so the sheriff's department went out there, and they did some looking around. They didn't find anything. And so to this day, that, that, ca- that case has still not been solved. They, they have not been able to find Elizabeth Hughes, uh, or I'm sorry, Sandra Hughes. But uh, the family, Caden's uh, family, they have chosen not to go back to that area. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're going to go to a ghost-free yeah, national park. Yeah, it freaked them out that much. They, they actually, for a short time, uh, they started calling their, their little four, four-wheeler the ghost runner. Oh, um, but but it, it they did place it up for sale and um, <laughs> and and they're kind of uh, moving on with their lives. But I I just thought that was just a really creepy case. Now they're more that, indoor people. Now they're going to watch national parks on uh, on Discovery Channel yep. as yeah. opposed to going you know, out there. Maybe, maybe stick to the petting zoos. Exactly. You know, Uno at home. <laughs> you know. It just makes you wonder. You know what what's out there in that field that this kid can pick pick up on that. Uh, he, he can describe her to a T. Yeah. You know, is she buried up there somewhere? And, you know, I'm sure the authorities looked into it and, you know, are following up on it. But, yeah, it's a sad story. Not to be macabre here, but it's like, and I've talked to people. This is in the discussion, the wheelhouse of, like, Sasquatch, finding Sasquatch remains in the forests. And, like, I mean, this is in the forest up in the mountains, right? Like, this yeah. is not like, like a like a national park, necessarily. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's basically attached to Yosemite. Okay, so it's but, wild. But it's, it's, I don't think it's in the park, but it's it's wild country up there. I mean, everybody we've spoken with, and, like, Andy, I mean, we like to camp and do stuff, but we don't, we're not big hunters and trappers and stuff. But, no. But, like, people who we've spoken with who do that stuff, they're like, the reason you don't see Bigfoot, bodies in the wild is a they're an apex predator and b when a not b but when an apex predator gets injured or hurt they kind of go into a space where you'll never find them they they, they yeah. know a little hidey hole to go into but even if one were to die that a body not to be macabre here but in, in the wild exposed to all the elements everything uh they go you, even the bones would be reduced would be gone within like months that's yeah. what they said. one of the experts in that bigfoot convention we were going to it might have been cliff barack brockman but yeah. he was talking about there's some sort of mite or insect that mm-hmm. eats bones yep. right and it can completely almost like termites on wood it can completely disintegrate bones in a matter of weeks yeah if it's yeah. left exposed literally like, nothing it's not left. buried if it's not kept away whatever yeah. uh these things can if it's just laying out you could have it be gone in no time that, so for, with Sarah Hughes, they actually did find her. Her campsite was in shambles. Like there had mm. been some kind of a animal sort of attack, ruckus, or, or some something there. But uh, they never did find her. Uh, one of the other uh, things that I, I didn't mention was they sh- they showed pictures of her to Caden. He mm. identified her as the lady he saw in three out of the four pictures. Wow! So, well, a couple which, noteworthy things here. Sometimes when there's a, a death of you know, traumatic death, you know, whether she was attacked by a person or attacked by a creature, it's still traumatic. And, and when traumatic events occur, you know, sometimes the, you know, when a person crosses into the afterlife, uh, you know, then you have a ghost. You have a ghost situation where the person's confused or, or what have you, and, and sometimes their energy is still in that general vicinity. And, of mm-hmm. course, 
you know, little three or three and four year old kids are just like little psychic x-ray machines. They see everything, mm-hmm. you know, but the other noteworthy thing is that, you know, I love the fact that the family didn't shut it down. The family didn't uh, push it aside. She posted on social media and yeah. then the, the authorities didn't, uh, you know, didn't roll their eyes at it either. I'm yeah. glad that people actually took this seriously because three and four year old kids, yes, they're imaginative. Yes, they say strange things, but um, they're they're tuned into a frequency that adults sometimes aren't, you know, in terms of remembering past lifetimes, but also seeing ghosts and spirits and things that we can't. I mean, in your experience, you've seen this quite a bit, correct? In your you oh know. yeah, I mean, I've I've personally seen a handful of ghosts uh, in my time, and usually what I'm dealing with is spirits. You know, to get technical, you know, a spirit is a person who's crossed into the afterlife, and I I, I know it's possible to communicate with them because that's part of my job. On the flip side, you have a ghost, which is like an earthbound entity, a person who's died but has not yet crossed into the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And they eventually will, but until they do, sometimes it's possible for an intuitive or sensitive person to see them, whether it's in a field or where the body used to lay or, yeah. you know, yeah. you'll have that. <sighs> Crazy. So. Good find. So there man. you go. Good find. There you go. There's our ghost story. Man, I love them. Well, do you got something a little little more cheerful in pop culture, Eddie? Oh, I bet you I'd, you know I do. Get ready, everybody. Get your nerd hats on. We're going to get a little geeky with this pop culture and the paranormal. It's time for pop culture and the paranormal. All right. Welcome, everyone. Are your nerd glasses on? Is the tape on tight right in the middle? Boing. <laughs> Andy's nerd is amazing. <laughs> I've got my propeller hat on. Exactly. There's Pat. <laughs> and I got my suspenders so tight, I can't feel my shoulders. Uh, everybody get ready. We are going to talk about some Marvel movie stuff and pop culture and the paranormal. Specifically, hey, if you dust off your Disney Plus memberships, everybody, mm-hmm. pick up your thing and... Blow the dust off of it. Uh, there's some great new stuff on uh, Disney Plus. Uh, not to mention some for you Star Wars nerds out there. The Book of Boba Fett, which I'm oh, sure yeah. I'm following. It Pat is then yeah. Pat. It's all over the the Fett. Um, uh, this I'm going to speak about is a Marvel movie called The Eternals. And uh, The Eternals. The cool thing about this, uh, it really Marvel is getting into this kind of like almost ancient alien storytelling with this specific story. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a lot of this with some of the uh, spacey type things, like, you people thought it was this, but surprise, it's actually this. And you're like, wow, this is so cool. Uh, with the Eternals, the thing that really hooked me as far as a paranormal dad was that the idea is that these are, and this is kind of spoily for some people, but these are um, highly advanced humanoid androids that are m- built by this... Uh, um, consciousness in the universe that calls itself uh, an um, celestial. And these celestials create these eternals that basically go down to different planets and keep negative things, essentially, whether it be predators or other things, from harming not just humans but intelligent life so that intelligent life has a fighting chance to develop and grow into a evolved society. Hmm. There you go. So these eternals... The cool thing about these characters is that it's tied directly into human uh, myth or or storytelling. And so the idea is that, kind of getting into the ancient alien theory, that these characters are actually, they're they're fables and myths and human uh, stories, but they're actual 
people who did real things. So I just have a little list of some of the characters in the Eternals. There's a character named Icarus, and Icarus can fly. That's his superpower. Mm -hmm. And he also has super strength and all of these things that he can do. He's very Superman-like in a lot of ways. so jealous. I know, right? Very (laughs) Superman-like. But the idea is that Icarus was a real person in this story and was able to help people and save them and that he was an inspiration for people to tell stories of Daedalus and Icarus. Um, And it's funny because Daedalus is a character that gets uh, used later as Fastos is in the Eternals, who is a technology person, and he develops cool, cutting-edge technologies. And the idea is that he kind of gradually leaked some of these technological ideas into human society and allowed humans to kind of, like, move forward. Maybe to Tony Stark and, and company. Stuff like that, or even, like, even early humans, and like, hey, look, what would you do if you mixed this with this? Oh, man, you make gunpowder. How cool is that? And trying to help guide humanity. Um, another great character is Gilgamesh, and uh, Gilgamesh has super strength, but there is an old ancient story in human history called the Epic of Gilgamesh, which has parallels to uh, the Christian story of Noah. Mm-hmm. And so in this, story, in this story, Gilgamesh is a protector. He does strong things. But the idea is that at some point in our history, Gilgamesh did help build a boat protecting humans from a flood and mm-hmm. all those things. Um, Played by Angelina Jolie, there's a character in this movie called Thena, who basically is the the template for Athena, the Greek the Greek goddess, correct? Yeah, not Roman, yeah, Greek goddess of war. And that Athena uh, in this story is this, you know, badass, you know, warrior woman that's able to basically defeat anybody who she fights. And so there's this great idea. Oh, and I would be uh, remiss if I left out one more character here. It is um, Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, he's an American. Well, he's actually from Pakistan, but he uh, immigrated to America several years ago. Uh, hilarious comedian. Uh, he has a podcast called, I think it's called Your Mom's House, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, but Kumail Nanjiani plays a character called Kingo, and he has the power of glow sticks. No, superhero glow stick. <laughs> he has the power of finger guns for real. He shoots laser blasts. <laughs> like pew pew pew. <laughs> Andy did legit finger guns. He goes around and does the finger guns. He's like pew 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 pew, and he shoots laser blasts out of his hands. Oh my god! What if that misfired? What if you're just you know asking your friend, hey, can you grab right that off the there. couch? Boom! <laughs> Blow a hole in the wall. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Um, but uh, the thing about this movie that I really enjoyed uh, between characters like, like I said, Icar- Icarus. Oh, there's another character called Sprite, and Sprite is forever young. Uh, no, not okay. the hit song from the eighties. Forever <laughs> young. There he goes. Well, Rod Stewart. I think my voice just cracked. <laughs> it's okay. And uh, so Sprite um, basically is this illusionist. She's able to create images that look real that basically confuse or befuddle enemies and things like Almost that. Almost like Loki. Very Loki-like in yeah. a lot of ways. And they said that Sprite was kind of the uh, inspiration in human history for those kind of mischievous storytelling. Even some people uh, thought within that would be like uh, Peter Pan or Tinkerbell. And so the cool thing about 
this story, this movie, which I would encourage anybody who's a paranormal uh, fan at all, is that this movie has its roots in like ancient myth and ancient storytelling. And it takes like the origins of the universe and all these things, very big, heavy concepts. And it makes them kind of fun. It just is a fun storytelling of taking, you know, modern comic book story uh, heroes along with uh, epic, dusty, bronze age uh, stories. I mean, kudos to the people who write and come up with these stories. They're so intricate compared to movies of generations past. I mean, I can't imagine being a fly on the wall in the room of writers coming up with this stuff. I mean, oh, it's man. deep. It's very and you get you get like you know get into the territory like with Avengers, or you got you know multiple characters, multiple storylines, and to keep those time frames consistent, the yeah. timelines consistent, it just it boggles the mind. The idea of the writing of this, and, and once again, not to give too much away, but the idea behind the story is that they're there to keep humans safe, basically. And they get to a point where they realize they've gotten humans through this very delicate period, and now they will at some point get taken away. Their mission is done. Mm -hmm. And later on in the movie, they revealed, oh, psych, your mission's not done. There's actually this secret subplot that you didn't know about uh, that's going to lead to the destruction of the Earth. And... I'll give you, I'll get you guys excited to watch this because have you seen it yet, Pat? I haven't watched it yet. Okay, you should no. watch it with the kids. Yeah, well, yeah, I've been uh, I've seen trailers and things and thought, yeah, that looks pretty cool. So the celestial in this one, and I forget his name. You have to forgive me on this one, but uh, his whole point was protect the Earth, keep it safe. We love humans, and they're like, sweet, you got it, we'll do it. Then fast forward, he tells one of the Eternals, uh, oh, by the way, my bad. Um, I do love humans. Here's why. Um, humans basically, gen not just humans, intelligent life generates essentially this type of life force. And we, celestials, plant a, basically a seed, a tiny piece of ourselves into these planets, and right into the middle of the Earth. And this seed essentially slowly absorbs a tiny bit of that life force, not enough to be detectable from any human. But the more humans that are there, the more life force this thing can absorb. And so if you know your Marvel stuff, yeah. when Thanos snapped and cut the population down in half, not just on the Earth, but the, 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 everywhere, um, that inhibited this thing's growth because it had less life, intelligent life to, to feed off of. When they re-snapped and got everybody back, this thing jump-started its feeding, essentially, and was like, hey, I'm ready to hatch now. Oh, wow. And when it hatches, it destroys the Earth. It's like a chicken coming out of an egg. Just oh, And that's basically how, and they're like, oh, man, so we're just basically tools to grow more celestials. And he's like, yeah, basically. And so they, you know, you know then, then, uh, then they're chaos. They're just keeping the hen happy until the egg comes out. And then, basically, Then yes. you burn down the barn. Well, I'm yeah. just thinking they... Uh, they say, hey, Icarus, uh, we got a job for you. There's this uh, meteor out by the sun. Yeah. yeah, you need to go to the sun, Icarus. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't he the one that got burned flying too close to the sun? The oh, flight of Icarus? In the, in the Greek myth? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, like, Daedalus, Daedalus, his father <laughs> made him wings of wax, and he flew higher and higher. And his, and his dad said, no, no, son, don't fly so high. And he's like, whatever, man, you don't know me. Flies up. <laughs> wax gets all hot, and he's like, eee! Basically, every story we've ever told our children, please be careful. Whatever, old man. <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> well, they can always go on to uh, scary, sporty baby Ginger and Posh, you know, oh. those, those those superheroes. And yes. Pat invoking the, the spice cabinet. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you know, but uh, super fun. There's a lot of characters in this one. I only named off a few, but uh, the, all of these characters are uh, pulled out of of uh, ancient myth and storytelling. And so it's fun. Uh, and they kind of play with this too because they live around humans. Um, and that's kind of the whole point about um, everything from the Anunnaki down to the gods of Sumeria, down to Greek gods and uh, even Norse gods. The, uh, the idea of all these stories, well, these were gods that would dwell amongst humans. They'd come down and hang out with the humans. Right. And so that was a persistent theme with some of this um, old storytelling. And that's what they do in the story. They they, they well, it, it harkens back to Gardens of the Galaxy Two, where where this god of a planet, you know, spoiler alert, hung out on Earth for a while to you know he created the Star Lord there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Know, the gods messing with the humans. Gods messing with humans. <laughs> Come on, gods with a little G. Quit playing when around. Quit playing around with human history and stuff. <laughs> But super interesting story, uh, straight out of, like, this thing vibrated Paranormal Dads, and when I watched it, I'm like, that's super fun. <laughs> it's been, been towards the top of my list of movies I need to go see. So yeah. This might be the week. It's a long one, just a little two, word of the warning. Two and a half. So it's least. a movie, it's not a series. It's not a series, it's okay. definitely a film. Okay. It's uh, like two and 45. Gotcha. So okay. you're going to... So you know, I need two buckets of popcorn is what you're telling me. <laughs> two buckets of popcorn, seven visits to the bathroom, you're going to be, you know, you'd be A-OK, but it's a it's a fun one. And a lot of people were kind of like iffy on it, like, cause, and I think for a lot of people, these are characters you've never heard of. Like, right. no one ever heard of these characters. It's pulled out of an obscure Marvel comic, almost page for page, by the way, I thought it was really? interesting. Yeah, yeah. They they really adapted this straight to the, but uh, super fun. So especially as someone who enjoys, you know, some of that old ancient alien stuff. I'm like, man, this is just like ancient aliens. This is crazy. So it was just fun. I encourage anybody to go check it out. There you go. Cool. And Thanks now for we, the movie review, Eddie. And now on to the main mystery, I think. Main mystery. Main mystery. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> Welcome to the main mystery. I'm scared. It's the main mystery. And we're sticking uh, with Alaska theme. Our, yes, I believe yes, our third yes. installment. Third main mystery in a row where we're talking about Alaska. So it's a, it's a big state. It's the biggest state. So it deserves the recognition. Exactly. Right? And the theme song. So here it is. It's the biggest state with the smallest population. Teeny weeny little living space. A lot of living space. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of people taking up on it. So have you guys ever heard of uh, the, the case of the town in Alaska that was so overrun with violent Bigfoots that everyone just packed up and left? No. I think I may have heard Brawling Bigfoots? Of course yeah. you know this, Pat. <laughs> it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's called Portlock, Alaska, better known as Port Chatham. Okay. okay. And, and here's what happened, guys. This this took place in the early 1900s to mid 1900s in the Kenai Peninsula, which is actually in the southern part of Alaska. Coincidentally, I've been through that area years ago on a family cruise. We kind of hit up all the hot spots in Alaska, and had I known this at the time, I probably would have uh, kept my head on a swivel. But basically, a whole fleet of commercial fishing boats were brought in in the early 1900s, and you had a, a surge of you know, new new uh, employment opportunities. If you were in the mining or lumber industry, if you were a fisherman, uh, people were flocking to this area, and it suddenly became a booming town. In fact, 
come 1921, it was it was so busy and so booming, bustling that it was actually um, established a post office, and it would they had a census and everything, and they established uh, what they called the Portlock Cannery, and I was I was unable to figure out what a cannery is. I did I ran out of time to look that up. The can fish. Is that what it was? Yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I assume they were canning something. I, did, yeah. I didn't I say mean, what it was. I would it's assume can, fish. It's yeah. food, but usually a cannery is fish. I mean, that's what you're getting yeah. at. And Chop it into bits, put it in the can, seal it in the can. Charlie tuna. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know, have you ever had canned salmon? That stuff's nuts, and I love it, but it's weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you got bones in that sucker. Like, oh, they don't yeah. even mess around. They take that fish, and they just they jam just... it into a can, and they're like, get out of here, canned fish. <laughs> yeah, and it sits, and the bones actually break down over time in the juices that they're in, in the fish juices. That does not at all sound appealing. Yeah, no, I was in Boy Scouts. We had to, like, bring canned stuff. Eat your we, bones we, for dinner, kids. Your bo- yeah. <laughs> Save all the bones for Eddie. He loves them. <laughs> That's disgusting. So what's it do to your insides once you eat it? They That's crumble the apart. The bones are so like soaked in this like brine that over time they just disintegrate. So when yeah. you bite them, they just crumble apart into like dust. I never thought we'd be doing a deep dive on salmon bones. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> you do that cannery. It's what cannery. We do. Your cannery corner with Eddie. <laughs> all right. So so then all hell breaks loose. All right, because we had a lot of reports of uh, scared people. Missing people, murders, disappearances, uh, you name it. I mean, a, a logger named Andrew Camluck uh, in this area of Chatham was found dead in 1931, killed by an apparent blow to the head from behind. Snap. Mm. So either somebody snapped yeah. and went WWF style, took a two by four to this guy's back. Just back of the head. saw Jim Dugan mm. him right yeah. there. Cat knows. <laughs> or, or Andrew never saw it coming. But other people suspected that. We had a large that they were dealing with a larger creature, an aggressive cr- creature. Goes without saying, if we have a creature who can, you know, swing items, it's probably going to be bipedal on two feet. Sure, mm-hmm. but something uh, clean this guy's clock. Uh, another gold miner from nearby a nearby port, Port Graham. He went off to work, never came back. Never came back home. I'm with you, bro. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, Eddie was supposed to go to work. He just kept walking. He just Wait, kept going. He just walked right by the door and kept he going. just kept going. He pulled a uh, Forrest Gump, just kept running. Highway <laughs> to Heaven style, just kept walking off into the sunset. <laughs> he but, was an angel the whole time. So many, so many things started happening. Uh, there was a local fisherman by the name of Tom Larson, and he, he saw a large hairy beast on the beach. Naturally, as you would do at the time, he saw a beast, went home to get his rifle. I'm going to yeah. shoot it. Um, and he I came shoot. back. Monster was still there, oh. but he didn't shoot it. He <gasps> never did, never was able to articulate a, a, a good response as to why he couldn't pull the trigger. Some theorize is because whatever he was looking at was too human, human-like or human-looking. Yeah. That's but, been a thing, right? When some people said they had a Bigfoot. Yeah. They saw what they thought was a Sasquatch. They pulled their gun up, and they're like, I couldn't kill that thing. Yeah. It looked like I was pointing at a human being. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're a hairy guy sometimes, Eddie. <laughs> it's true. I mean, if you had Eddie between the crosshairs, you could not pull the trigger. Those those beautiful brown eyes. Thanks, buddy. Know? Got those crosshairs <laughs> right in my forehead. You're like, oh, man. He's cute. <laughs> Single tear rolls down my cheek. He's hairy, but he's cute. Can't kill that hairy, weird guy. Nah, but he, he saw the creature. Creature just kind of mean mugged him. I mean, all the, all the accounts I was reading of this incident with... Uh, with Tom Larson, the creature just looked at him, kind of shrugged its shoulders, walked off. He never did pull the trigger. Wow. Um, there was another group of people that were actually tracking moose. And 
what they found, they were finding moose tracks, they were following it, but what they saw kind of interspersed with the moose tracks were 18-inch human-like footprints, hmm. right? And so they're like, what the hell is this thing? So then they come across a, a flattened spot in the, in the brush where it looked like there was some sort of huge kind of life-or-death altercation. Yeah. And uh, it did, didn't say if there was any blood or remains found, but from that point on where they find, found this skirmish took place, from that point on, all they saw was more 18-inch footprints what? headed up towards the mountains and no more moose prints. Oh. So yeah. it makes you wonder if a Bigfoot got in a scuffle with a moose, you know, killed the moose, threw the moose, moose over his shoulder, his shoulder and walked, walked up into the mountains to know, eat his dinner. Broke his neck or something. And shoved him inside a can. Took some tam- <laughs> salmon bones as a toothpick, get the, get the moose bits out of his teeth. Man. <laughs> but some cannery workers um, went up into the hills you know, to hunt moose and other thing, they never came back. Uh, in fact, uh, one of their bodies was horribly mutilated and dismembered, and it actually washed down the stream back into Port Chatham yeah. from up in the mountains. So, I mean, things weird things just kept piling up. You know, people are nervous. People are on edge. If you're going to go out in the woods, take a buddy with you. You know, use the buddy system. This Always gang of Sasquatch. bring your gun. Always bring your gun. <laughs> people were genuinely terrified. Yeah, I mean, you're, I mean you're, you're, scared, you're scared to go to work. You're scared to be out after dark. So a lot of these accounts, you know, and, and keep in mind some of the natives uh, called this this thing uh, Nantanok, if I'm pronouncing that right, Nantanok, which translates to half man, half beast. Yeah, mm-hmm. it seems fair. Um, so anyway, after, uh, you know, people eventually thought, okay, enough is enough. Uh, people straight up left the town, guys. They didn't even take the stuff that they brought. They just left. They left their homes. They left. They left their vehicles. They left their their much of their working supplies. They just left. It became a ghost town overnight. This is Bigfoot's view of now. You know what? What kind of terror would it take for you to just say, "Ah, just pick up every or not even pick leave. up, just leave, just leave it, leave it and go." Your life's more valuable. So there's so many people getting jacked, yeah, by Sasquatch, yeah, that they're just like, leave it. Well, and that's the weird thing. You don't hear of many aggressive altercations with Bigfoots. You know, you no. really don't. Yeah. It's like they yeah. want to be left alone. They sometimes they'll give like a territorial threat or grunt, but they never actually attack people. No. So I mean, here you have multiple attacks, but then it kind of gets you down that that uh, line of thinking where you know our big our Bigfoots like human. You have some that are nice. You have some that are jerks. Some, some are that are jerks. Small. Some are like Pat, <laughs> and they don't like conflict, and they're just a gentle giant. And then you have some who, you know, they like to stir things up. They like to be beefing. Yeah. You know? Some are like Andy. They'll just snap a chair leg off and just start <laughs> work, working people. It's, I, you wonder about this. I mean, we've, we've heard, I mean, these are all estimates, right? But when we, sp- we spoke to some, like, legit, like, you know, biologists who, like, study the science of Sasquatch and, like, DNA and, you know, the wrinkles and people, you know, the actual fingerprints and footprints and the, all those, the minutia of that stuff, they've said... They estimate a population of about 10,000 worldwide. Wasn't that what we had got come across? Yeah. Something like that, or at least in the North America area, 10,000? Well, somebody recently asked me if, if there's only one of them or is there more than one. <laughs> and no. It has to be more than it one. It has to be more than one. You're having uh, any given day of the year, you're having multiple Bigfoot sightings in multiple states. There's yeah. no way yeah. it could yeah. be one creature. Plus, it couldn't yeah. be – I mean, honestly, it's not going to live to be a million years old. Like, there's no way. If this thing's yeah. ancient, I mean, you right. could – but the idea is if you have 10,000 of something and you've got essentially family structures, that's kind of what we believe, right? That's kind of yeah. the very primate in a lot of ways. You could have a group of them that are like – 
we've been nice to humans before. They've jacked us every time. So guess what? Whenever you see a human, kill them, <laughs> fold them <laughs> in half. You know, it's like I wonder, like you said, if there's just a gang of Sasquatch that have just been like, no, nah, we're not going to be nice to these. And descriptions of Sasquatches change over time. You know, depending on who you're talking to, some have red fur, some have brown fur, some have black fur. Some are kind of like the silverback gorilla-looking yep. kind of a, a pattern on them. So, yeah, I would think there's definitely more than more than one. Right, right. Right. But anyway, so everybody left. This was around uh, 1949, 1950. Everybody up and left except for the postmaster. Oh. He's like, I'm not leaving my post office. Bigfoot's going to carry me off dead before I don't deliver these packages to no one. (laughs) (laughs) And luckily, luckily he lived, you know, luckily he, that didn't happen. But man, if everyone's leaving town because there's a creature that's just often people just killing folks, I wouldn't be hanging around by myself. No. (laughs) <laughs> so he he stayed for one year and then <gasps> and then homeboy left too. I okay. know what it was though. He was in on it the whole time. <laughs> da, 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 da. He was friends with these Bigfoot. He was selling out everybody in town. He was a postmaster with a letter opener the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to hang out and people will think I'm cool and then I'll wait a year and then leave. So did they mention any kind of like follow up with these people who left? Like did anybody come out and say, "Hey, I was there. This is what happened?" Well, so here it is. There's a couple incidents that actually actually tra- that took place after everybody left. Now keep in mind, even to this day, there's only a single unpaved forest road within 10 kilometers of Port Chatham. Like it's still out in the middle of nowhere. Some of the structures are all dilapidated, but they're still there. Like some of them are still standing. But the stories uh, didn't stop. So there was a goat hunter, which I didn't know was a thing, but call me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I heard of ghost hunters, but that's the next level. No, like, this is like bah, like nice. goats. Yeah. Nice. A goat hunter in 1968 uh, claimed to have been chased by a creature while he was hunting in that area. Uh-huh. Uh, then in uh, 1973, a few years later, there was uh, three hunters that actually took shelter in Port Chatham during a three-day storm. And while they were there, they claimed that each night something was walking around uh, their tent and it sounded like it was on two feet. Yeah. So, man. And then the one that kind I don't of know, really... sleeping in a tent in Alaska. I, I, I know. I don't know if I, I. I don't. I don't think I have that in me. <laughs> I'd want a cabin. I'd want some yeah. solid walls. Yep. Unless I'm sleeping in a can. If I'm sleeping in a tent in Alaska, I'm gonna have like like a trap set up that has like. Bear traps and like forty shotguns pointed at it, <laughs> and a bunch of things that like anybody rolls up on my tent, they're gonna they're gonna limp back. <laughs> Gosh, well, you know, Bigfoots in Alaska aren't the only scary things I've I've seen on like nature shows and documentaries. The interior of Alaska has the worst mosquitoes on planet Earth. Yeah, I, like, I have they, heard that. They got mosquitoes the size of hummingbirds, man. Yeah. They'll drain you. Like you, 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 it's like you'll die of a, of a billion mosquito bites before nice. you get out of there. I, I recently read a book about smoke jumpers, about the guys who will parachute down into forest fires to fight forest fires. And this guy was actually in Alaska, his first jump into Alaska. And as he was coming down uh, to the ground on his first jump, he noted that no noted this cloud these clouds down on the ground these black clouds and he's like they're not smoke and he realized when he landed they were mosquitoes they they were that bad ding yeah just killing a sasquatch draining him dry yeah they just eat you alive up (laughs) there like a sock (laughs) oh dude that's crazy so the last one uh last little follow-up story was in, in 1990 there was an anchorage 
uh, in Anchorage, Alaska, there was a paramedic. He was called out to help a 70-year-old native who had suffered a heart attack, and and, uh, this person was incarcerated in the Eagle River Jail, which is just a a little ways north of uh, Port Chatham. And while treating the man, the paramedic had mentioned they were just making small talk, and he was mentioning to the inmate that he had hunted in the area of Port Chatham. And this elderly guy suddenly gets really terrified and concerned, and he sits up and he grabs the medic by the shirt collar, and he, he was like, did it bother you? Did you see it? What would you find there? Is it still there? Oh, man. <laughs> so, I don't know. Back in the day, you know, he he apparently was in Port Chatham or passing through, and maybe he had seen something himself. But the, the Did legend, you see it? The legend precedes this place. Yeah. So, so if you're up near uh, uh, the Kenai Peninsula in the southern part of Alaska, maybe either go there if you're looking to beef with some aggressive Sasquatches or... You know, or just stick to the touristy towns. It's your call. I would just love to know the answer to this this story. It's like, why did they leave? What caused an entire town of people to get up and leave? Well, and people that are more on the skeptical end of the spectrum, they claim that it was economics and there was, you know, there was a highway built that bypassed the town and the town wasn't needed or, you know, blah, 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 blah. But you have all these unsolved cases of people coming up missing Bodies washing downstream, large footprints in the mountain. Um, you know, people are, I'll put it this way if it was societal and economic reasons that this city uh, just shut down, it would have been slow. You would mm-hmm. have had some people leaving yeah. here and there, right. business is getting slow, let's close shop. No, people just left. They just yeah. straight yeah. up left everything they had. Yeah, yeah, not an exodus. Yeah. You know, if you're going to Port Chatham, Wear your brown pants. <laughs> <laughs> Bring some ex- extra undies, people. <laughs> well, so you, you blend in with Bigfoot. That's what, <laughs> that's what I mean. Well, that wraps it up for the main mystery. And we're actually doing a, a, a fun new thing. So on social media, which we're becoming a lot more active on lately, by the way, uh, but we reached out uh, recently on our Paranormal Dads page. And on on Facebook. At, this on, is through Facebook. Through Facebook, I'm yeah. sorry. And we were asking people to ask Eddie anything. Oh, man. Eddie's on the hot seat. (laughs) A-E-A. Ask Eddie anything. So uh, I'm just going to round up a couple of the comments. This is just something we're going to continue to do in an attempt, uh, you know, to connect with you guys and to answer a few of your questions, to to get to know us a little bit better. You know, here we are talking about all this content, but... Um, get to know your paranormal dad. Get to yes. know your paranormal dads. <laughs> Somebody named uh, Justin Wil- Wilmet. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> Justin G asks, uh, "Would you rather, Eddie? Would you rather live in a haunted house again, or live in the time dinosaurs roamed the earth?" Hmm. I don't need to puzzle over this one for long. I'd rather live in a haunted house. Yeah. I figure with the, in the land of dinosaurs, I'm fighting to stay alive every day. Yeah. I like forget like you know the just the mental trauma alone, the mental and the physical. You know, no. Although cool, don't get me wrong, it'd be a cool life, but a short life, mm, probably. Yeah, uh, I say haunted house. End up being an appetizer for a T-Rex. If I'm, you not, <laughs> I'm not going to end up being some bones sticking out of some Tyrannosaurus poo. No, thank you. <laughs> Uh, Sarah Rogers. Hi to Sarah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for chiming in. She wants to know what's one place you would want to go on vacation and never leave and never, please leave. tell me it's Port Chatham and yeah. Port, Ch- <laughs> <laughs> it's Port, Ch- Port Chatham because I'd be disappeared. I would probably like to go to like, what's that one, uh, Greek Island where they have like the, um, 
the white buildings with the blue tops. It's oh, like yeah. where is, is that? It, it's um, at um, Malta, not Malta. Crete? No, that's a different country. It's like Caprice, is it? It's Caprice, isn't Could it? Could be. Could be. I think so. Somewhere like that. Somewhere where it's like, you know, not necessarily tropical, but like just like nice and like maybe like Italy, somewhere like that. You yeah. know, just like beautiful and temperate and don't have to worry about snow anymore. <laughs> you can see a theme. You sit on your porch. You sit on my porch. Dates and olives. I love olives too. Yeah, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Drink just a little red wine and but olive oil. Some wine and, and cheese. Oil. But also, like, I need some paranormal in my life. So I'm hoping there's some paranormal stuff in Italy. Hey, I'm stay sure tuned. we can find some. We're doing, we're doing Alaska. <laughs> next is Italy. <laughs> uh, Ali Guinan, if I'm pronouncing that right. Ali Guinan uh, wants to know, Eddie, if you could do one thing, no limits, what would it be? That's she a... doesn't know you any very, very well. You do everything, no limits. I Eddie's, do every... Eddie's full throttle. <laughs> All gas, no brakes. That's how I roll. Um, one thing with no limits, I do this. I mean, we're limited because we've got, you know... All sorts of things. I mean, I love being a dad. That's part of this life too. But like, if I could uh, hop in, uh, you know, the paranormal bus with you guys and tour the country and the world and do this, it'd be this. I would absolutely this make this be my life, man. Yeah, creating content and just uh, investigating cool places yeah, and just, just spend all your time all doing of this it. kind of stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. Kathy Weiss wants to know: Do you like searching for ghosts or Bigfoot? Ooh, is it cheating if I say both? Uh. <laughs> it's like picking your favorite child. You I know, right? I love looking for ghosts. We've only done it a handful of times. I've done it. My, I've had a lot of experiences myself. Um, and like is a strong word, but it's a it's memorable for sure. Bigfoot is a whole different ball game and equally fun. But I mean, like. And you're and you're up late at night for both of them, so it's hard. It's hard to, both the, the next morning, you always feel like garbage. Um, if I really had to pick between the two, I'd have to say ghosts. Yeah, but it's a slim, it's a slim, yeah. it's a slim one. Thanks, Kathy, for that question. We got a couple more here. Craig Carsley wants to know. Hi, hi to Craig, by the way. Hey, Craig. Hey, Craig. Hey, buddy, Craig. What's the best prank you've ever pulled? Bonus points if there's a supernatural twist to it. I mean, it could be considered a supernatural twist, and I can keep this short. So the best prank I've ever pulled was remarkably simple, but also, like, the results were, like, amazing. So uh, <laughs> I won't use names out of respect to people, but I had a friend, and you'd be like, this is how you treat your friends? Yes. Welcome. Welcome to my life. <laughs> so we were driving around at the time. Uh, my, my former wife and I were driving around Omaha, and we go by an old Blockbuster video. It shows you how long ago this was. <laughs> this is when Blockbuster was a thing. Right. So we go by, we go by Blockbuster video, video, and we see this friend of mine in the store, and I'm like, "Oh snap, my friend is out." And so we'll call him Keith for this. <laughs> Keith is out. So so Keith's at the store, and uh, we pull up to the store, and I get out of the car, and I'm just standing by the car, like awkward, like how do I do this? I want to like I want to surprise him, but I don't know how. And so <laughs> Keith comes out of Best Buy. And not Best Buy, Blockbuster. Blockbuster. And Keith is looking at what he recently rented. Just in his mind, he's like, man, my life is perfect. I got Little Caesars in one hand. I got <laughs> Blockbuster in the other. What could go wrong? <laughs> oh, I could tell you what could oh, go no. wrong. Oh, no. So Keith's looking down, and I'm like, what do I do? Oh, my gosh. So he has automatic locks on his car. Uh, and so he hits the button, kind of like, you know, absentmindedly like we all do, just kind of unlocks the car and doesn't look up. So I crouch down real low behind. So he's coming in on the driver's side front. I'm on the passenger side rear. And so he he's climbs into his car. So as he opens the door, I open the door. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not thinking this thing through. Look at Pat's face. If there was a cop nearby, you would have gotten arrested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The cop would have been like, is this suspicious? Oh, yeah. All of it. And so I, cr- I open the door, and he opens the door at the same time. So the dome light comes on. And then as he's shutting the door, I shut it at the same time. I timed it perfectly. I'm, like, amazed. At my, I'm the best stalker You're a ever. murderer in a past lifetime. Dude. And so I'm in the back seat laying down. <laughs> laying down. <laughs> Laying down in the back seat, and then, like I said, uh, my 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 now ex-wife was looking at me from the other car and was like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And so then he starts like futzing around in his car, and I'm like, "Does he is he gonna drive away? What's gonna happen?" So he's just messing around, getting himself. And he's gonna die, set, setting himself up. And I slowly rise up in the back seat, like, and I can see myself in the rearview mirror, right? And I'm looking at it. And he looks ahead. I can see his eyeballs in the rearview mirror. And he's not looking back. And I'm like, this is crazy. This is just like a murder movie. I could break his neck right now. I can kill him. And so he starts He starts the car. He starts the car. And I'm like, oh, man. So I just ra- I this reach out. It's gone too far. It's gone too far. It's gone too far. So I reach out and I just grab his arm oh real like slow but like firm. like, And I go, Hey, <laughs> and he just like his whole body. He had a seizure. The look on his face. I shaved five years off this man's life. When he dies, I have to go to his funeral and be like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> you would have been alive five more years, but I I took it from you." Yeah. And the look on his face was as if I had just killed him. And we had a laugh, and he's like, <laughs> I shook him. He's like, ha, ha, all right, bye. And he, like, drives home. I'm assuming it changes his pants. It was the most insane prank ever. So maybe that's a little paranormal, but it was, oh, it was yeah. nuts. It was, it that was reminds crazy. me of A Few Good Men and Tom Cruise getting in his car, and there's that uh, informant sitting in his back seat. You just see his silhouette sitting back there. I yeah. can just see him looking in the rearview mirror and see Eddie sitting back there. But, <laughs> hey. but no, he doesn't look in the mirror. It was like you said. This had gone too far. Anyway, oh boy. that's that's my prank. <laughs> I don't prank anymore. By the way, I've learned my lesson. You hung it up. After I, that. Yeah, yeah I, that's, that's, next that's, level, ne- that's never a thing. I yeah, I, I've never been a fan. No, no. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no. Aaron Carlo wants to know. There's two parts to this question. So uh, thanks for writing in, Aaron. Woo. Uh, Aaron wants to know what's a cryptid or supernatural element that you do not believe exists, and then what's uh, a favorite supernatural phenomenon that you do believe exists. Supernatural element that I don't believe exists. That like I when look you want at... to exist, but you don't just don't think it does. Oh yeah. Um... It's tough because like I love the Fresno Nightcrawler. Oh yeah. It's so improbable, but like I I don't I think it might, but I want more information. There's so little out there about this yeah. thing. So I'm not going to I'm not going to necessarily put that one on there. One that I'm pretty much convinced doesn't exist. Um I'm pretty much convinced, I would say, and I would need a lot more information to pull me back into the convinced that the Jersey Devil as its current incarnation. I want to be clear on that one. Like this winged goat horse with one leg that's a like a goat leg the other one's like what like a rabbit foot or something <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, like this impro- impossible creature uh is what it is i just don't think the the jersey devil is truly what right people think it is that's me right. uh, what i think does exist that is a say was a cryptid your favorite that you or, or supernatural element um, I'm not even going to say aliens because we know they're real because this has already been like published. It's published stuff. Look it up, kids. Um, 
Uh, cryptid that I believe totally exists. I'm going to just go for it. It's uh, Sasquatch. I absolutely believe Sasquatch exists. Um, not so much in the you know, what it has to be. I'm, there's just so much out there that people are not willing to look at. I, I, I really do believe that Bigfoot's real. Ryan Stapp uh, wants to know if you are granted, to, uh, guaranteed, excuse me, if Ooh. you're guaranteed to find conclusive evidence from a cryptid creature, hmm. which one would you choose and why? Oh, same answer probably. Yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah, I would just be like, let's put this thing yeah. to rest, right. man. I don't like the idea of give me, a, show me the body, show me the body. Like, why has <laughs> it got to be like that? Like, let's ca- let's capture one alive. Let's mm-hmm. like try to talk to it, communicate. But I think that'd be the one for sure. <laughs> Justin Hansen says, "Who is your biggest inspiration, and why is it Justin Hansen?" It's Justin. Han- <laughs> it's Justin Hansen. How do you know that one? That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, gosh, there's so many ways to be inspired, right? Like, I have a lot of inspirations in my life. Like. Um, you know, creatively, I think uh, like Jim Henson's a big inspiration to me. I just like the idea of someone who built something from nothing and just went with his imagination and kept going. And and uh, everybody from like Alan Watts to honestly, my friends inspire me. I'll be honest, you guys inspire me here in this room. You really do to be better dads, uh, uh, to be you know curious but let, uh, curious but humble about the world and 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 also like just. You know, have fun with it at the same time. I'll be honest. I, I draw a lot of inspiration from a lot. Of, I don't have one one person I, I necessarily look at, but I sit, certainly my friends too. So that's that's my answer. Oh, and Bigfoot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we're going to continue to do things to be more active on social media, and then to talk about the feedback that you've given on the show. So, good way if you want to get mentioned and have your question or comment uh, mentioned on the show, just uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leave comments, ask questions, and, and we're going to do fun, you know, fun contests, fun giveaways, all that good stuff. So uh, check us out. Thanks to everyone, by the way, at freesound.org for providing some of the music and sound effects from this show and every show. And uh, getting, getting, we're, we're cranking out more content than ever this year, so I hope you're excited for more episodes, more consistent episodes. And uh, we always say this, but we'll never run out of content. The world's full of mysteries, right? Yeah, there, there's always something. Every time we think we start to run low, we find something new. Uh, Pat has mentioned this, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say this too. Uh, uh, Pat, I want to give Pat some massive props and credit here. Uh, Pat is getting all of our content pushed to YouTube. So slowly but so, surely. So all you YouTubers out there uh, tune into our stuff. Uh, our audio podcast will be up there, and then uh, I would like to see us getting more and more video content up there as well. Right and, now, it's kind of the classic paranormal dads on oh yeah. on, on YouTube. So I'm starting. From one and and going through up to, we're up to what sixty six now something like that sixty seven mm-hmm. so um, slowly we're getting them out there but uh, yeah one more place you can find our mm-hmm. happy voices talking about creepy stuff one more place and like we said it'd be fun to upload some more just video content in general there we got a lot of stuff to share so yeah uh, yeah thanks for listening keep it spooky everybody bye. Dude, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. <laughs> Sorry. What the hell were you? Thinking? I wasn't. I wasn't at all. Like I was like I was like I'll sit in this car, and then I'm like oh no, and then it just kept getting worse. What if you like, would have started driving away? Oh, I'd have been like Shereen would have been like I was like what were you gonna do? Yeah. Like, I would have just followed you. Like, I would have followed you. But we had, oh, and no cell phones back then.
Yeah. Not one of us had a cell phone. Not one. It was like, this is, this is going to be bad. That I don't is, know where he's going. Hilarious.